Welcome to Consider Yourself Hugged. I am your host, Dr. Tammy West, and welcome, actually bigger welcome, to the week after Thanksgiving. So, and unbeknownst to me, November hosts, or November is National Gratitude Awareness Month. I hope I'm saying that right. I'm going to be glancing around a lot on my computer because I have a lot of National Gratitude Month. Yes which I did not know was a thing. And so I don't know whether this week after Thanksgiving, you are back at work, you are resting up, you are sleeping, you are still dealing with family, you're still washing dishes. I don't know what you're doing, but I'm so glad that you're spending some time with me. So just a little background on what prompted me to do this session on gratitude. And I have to say, by the way, it has been a really weird day. And it's been very hard for me to be grateful for anything. In fact, I think I might have used some not kind words, not like to anybody, but like, you know, some not some language, some colorful language. It's just been sort of a rough morning. So as I'm recording today's Tuesday, you're going to hear me on Wednesday, which is the last day of November. So anyway, having told you that. What prompted me to do this thing on gratitude? It was the weirdest thing. So let's talk about Lisi for a minute. You're going to get a whole bunch of background here. I promise I'll do it really fast. And then we'll jump into like the actual specifics of this. So the reason that this came about is, is because of Lisi. So if you haven't followed me on social media, I, I post about her from time to time. Tim and I have not had cats. My husband, Tim, since right after we got married. Right after we got married, we had adult cats, which, and so we've been married for 20 years, which means we haven't had kittens for even longer than that, probably like 30 years. I don't know. So we get Lisi this, this year in January, and she was born in October 4th. So she's a year old. So we thought it would be nice to have a little critter for Charlie to my golden retriever to kind of hang out with. Cause we didn't want to get two dogs and I could just keep going on and on about how we have Lindsay's dog sailor and da, 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 but I'm going to pause. I just drank coffee. So I'm going to focus. So we got Lisey little bitty rescue kitten. My, my friend, Angela, Howe, who I will tag in this helped us find her. She actually had her. So we get her and they tell me how she's this mixture of sweet and sassy, which, okay, that's true. I didn't really know what that meant. But we get her and she's like crazy. So if you're a cat person, you know what I mean? Bouncing off the walls, like catapulting off the dog. Crazy, 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 crazy. But she would in her like early months, she would like, lay, I'll put pictures in the show notes. She would lay with me like on my shoulder when I was working or if I put a towel down and she would lay with me in the morning. So she really was like this mixture. Well, as she's gotten older, she does not like lay in my room with me or anything like that. Now with Tim, she climbs around on his shoulder. He sends me pictures. I'll post them too. Rubs on his face and which he doesn't necessarily love, but he loves for me to see it lays on him. But with me, the only thing she really does is in the morning, I get up super early. I get my coffee, watch the news, different things. I have a blanket on my lap and she does the biscuit making thing. So she does that. And that's really cute. But what prompted this is the picture that I posted on social media. She actually, I picked her up. She was laying on my shoulder, purring. I'm petting her. And those of you that have cats, especially the crazy brand, you're probably going to know what I'm going to say. And the title of the session is she loved me. And then she bit me. 
I mean, just out of the blue, bit me on my finger, took off. And I was like, ah, literally like five minutes after that, I get this email about it being National Gratitude Month. And this was just yesterday or the day before. And it's the end of November. I'm like, how could I have not known this? And I started thinking about Lisey. I do complain about her a fair amount. I do love her. I think I did an episode where my husband thought that I wouldn't care if she ran away because I'm always saying bad things about her, which is totally not true. I'm a big time animal lover. So I love her, but I don't always like her. So here she was doing that. And I'm this, this email comes through and I'm thinking about this concept of gratitude. And it made me think about how Tim talks about her because she's super mean to me. So Tim's not a super big animal person and we're all the time. We have a water bottle. She's um, getting in the tree. She's getting on the kitchen counter. She's trying to scratch something. She's on the sound bar, turning the television off. I mean, it's like constant. And so we're trying to make her behave. And Tim is constantly saying to me, yeah, but she's so entertaining and she is entertaining, but I tend to look at all the bad stuff she does and it, because it just happened with her biting me in that moment, I thought this is probably a good time for me to really focus a little bit on gratitude. So what I thought we would do today is first of all, talk about why it's so hard. And I have two things to talk to you about, and then just a few steps to try to do better. So first, why is it so hard? I have two things that I want to cite, and I will put links to the articles in the show notes. The first one is something I've talked about for quite a a long time, and it's, it's called the happiness formula. And I'm not a big fan of trying to assign like numbers to emotional and mental thought processes, but I think it gives us a good, a good guideline and, and something to look at and something to think about. So I will share this with you. There's a guy named Ed Diener. Again, I'll post it in the show notes. And he, he presented something called the happiness formula. And I'm going to take it a little bit further. What he really, he, re, he referred to it also as subjective well-being, how you, how positive your outlook is, how you respond to things, how quickly you bounce back. And in this case, I'm going to even extend it a little bit further and say how easy it is for you to, to focus on gratitude rather than the negative things in your life. And he's, he says there's three components and I don't think the components will surprise you, but I think the figures that he assigns to them will. The first one is your genetics. And basically that means what you inherited from your parents. And that can be anything from like, if you're a man or a woman, you inherit hormones, which influence our emotions and our feelings and thoughts, but also levels of, of brain chemicals like serotonin. So you do inherit a genetic tendency to focus more on gratitude and positivity or more on lack of gratitude and negativity. We inherit the genetics from it. And so the percentage, now remember we have three components and, and it's a hundred percent. This one he says is around 50%. Again, I don't like assigning a number, but I think it is important to know that we do inherit these tendencies. And if we don't really think about it or recognize it, then it's hard to say, oh, okay. If I have parents that have a lot of um, negativity, lack of focusing on gratitude, that can also be a choice, but still you need to really look at, did I inherit that? So that's the first one. And I don't think that's surprising. The second one is the conditions of your life. That could be where you were raised, 
um, your culture that you were raised in, how your parents talked to you, what you learned, the weather, a pandemic that we lived through, finances. It's just all the things that happened during life. Not a surprise, right? But I think that the percentage, because you're probably thinking, well, yeah, that's the other 50% or that's 75% or that's 80%. But in reality, his figure is 8 to 15%. 8 to 15%. There's so much more to say about it, but that's not our focus today. But I will post a link for you to read. See, I think that's surprising. So let's go with the eight. So we're up to 58%, which means the remaining 42%, I'm going to say almost half is the last one. And that is your choices. And that's huge. And I think we all know this on some level. I really believe the two most positive words that you can use in your life and they're related are choose and decide. So choices, choosing something, deciding something. I'm not perfect at this. Listen, you know, I'm not a pat myself on the back. Oh, I'm so good at this, but I'm preaching to myself as well. So that's the first part. When I say, why is it so hard to focus on gratitude? Part of it is genetic. Part of it is the conditions of your life. And part of it is the choices that you're making that we're making. That's why listening to podcasts like this, there's so many great podcasts out there for you to learn all kinds of things, choices, 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 right? Um, just making the decision that you're going to focus on gratitude. That's the first part of this. Why is it so hard? The second part of this, why is it so hard is something called negativity bias. Please read this article that I'll post in the show notes. It is so good. And I think it can help you so much. So what is it? I'm going to read from the article. Negativity bias is our tendency not only to register negative stimuli more readily, but also to dwell on these events. No surprise, right? Also known as positive negative asymmetry. This negativity bias means that we feel the sting of a rebuke more powerfully than we feel the joy of praise. Are you with me on this? the negative stuff stays with us longer. Well, let's back up just a little bit. Why? Part of the why is evolution. Okay. So as we, as our ancestors lived out in the caves or out wherever it was that they lived, they were confronted with life or death situations. And those people who had a more acute sense of, of paying attention to danger, negativity, bad things, survived more. Therefore they passed on those genes of heightened awareness to negative things in their world. That's sort of where it comes from. Now, we don't really face that as much, at least not here in the U S and sort of the, the, do I call it the civilized world? I don't know if that's okay, but you know what I'm saying? So it's sort of built into us. Let me give you some of the things as humans, we tend to, so here are a few things. Remember traumatic experiences better than positive ones. Recall insult, insults better than praise. React more strongly to negative stimuli. Think about negative feeling, feelings more often than positive ones and respond more strongly to negative events than to equally positive events. So we pay more attention to these negative events. Um, not good news for most of us. Let me give you some examples. Um, you received a performance review at work that was quite positive overall, strong performance achievements, a few constructive comments pointed out areas where you could improve rather than focusing and being grateful for that great thing. You're upset at the angry comments. 
you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, this is, we could go on and on this article, but I, I want you to really go back and read it. But my point of bringing it up is just to say that our brains are wired to pay more attention to the negative and not to the positive and the gratitude. So these are the, the whys of why is it hard? How do you then incorporate more gratitude in your life? I decided on three things that I'm going to work on. Number one is to focus on one thing at a time because our brains are wired and we have certain genes and things are, it can just be way too overwhelming. Like I've, I've heard people say before, and I've probably even said it, we'll just be more grateful, but that's huge. Especially for those of us that have brains that just go in a million different directions. And so it's very frustrating then to think about just in general, being more grateful for many things at once. So how about if we just focus on one thing? I decided to, with you today, to use the Lisi story, even though it's totally silly and there are so many more important, um, bigger things in our lives, but still it's the one that prompted this and it allows me to talk about my stupid cat. I mean, my sweet loving cat. <laughs> See, I'm still trying to focus on it. So that's, that's number one is just pick one thing at a time the most important thing. Like, obviously this would not be the most important thing, but actually it's a low risk thing. So maybe start low risk. Second thing is to be clear with myself and yourself that focusing on the positive and being grateful does not mean you ignore the negative. So with Lisi, I'm not going to let her jump on the counters. I'm not going to let her turn off the sound bar or climb the Christmas tree or bite me or scratch things. I'm still not going to allow those behaviors. And I'm not going to think that I'm a rotten person for getting upset when she does them, but I'm still going to remember that I'm going to focus on gratitude. So it doesn't mean ignoring the other things. The third thing is to practice gratitude with things are good with her. So maybe I take my husband's cue and I laugh at her, at her antics, or if she's laying on my shoulder and I'm petting her, that I just let that go on for a minute or two and put her down before things get bad so that I can say, okay, that was wonderful. I have gratitude. Make sense? So number one, take one situation at a time. Number two, remind yourself that it doesn't mean you're ignoring things just because you're grateful. Number three is to practice gratitude when things are good. The final thing is to create an organizational system in my head. It's going to sound really silly, but I tried it and I think it's really going to help me. I think it'll help you as well. So the way that I do this in my mind, if you're not watching me on YouTube, you can't see me working like this, but I think you can hear it. In my mind, I'm creating two columns. And then there's the, the good leasy behavior and the bad leasy behavior. And I'm thinking in my head, she's with us basically, let's say 16 hours a day, which is not really accurate, but I mean, eight hours she's sleeping and she actually sleeps in our big walk-in closet. She loves it in there. We have all our cat stuff in there. We put her some treats. It's like her little, we have a nightlight. It's her little retreat. So she's in there. Let's hit eight hours, which leaves 16 hours. We're gone sometimes, but still let's go with 16. So in the 16 hours, and most of that time she's sleeping or eating, right? So that doesn't leave a lot of time for her to exhibit any other real behaviors. So when I think about during the day, the amount of time that she's um, scratching or jumping on counters or biting me or anything else, and in my head, 
if I add it up, it's probably about 10 minutes a day, truly, maybe 15. I mean, think about when a cat jumps on a counter, it's 10 seconds, it's very fast. So if I add them all up, it might be five, 10, 15 minutes a day out of the 16 hours that she's with us. So if I look at that, then it means that 15 hours and 45 minutes, she's fine. I don't know if that sounds weird to you, but it's a way literally in my head, I have the good behaviors, bad behaviors, and it's not balanced at all. It is mostly good behaviors. So this is not, you know, I didn't give you any tips here in handling difficult situations or how to take care of your cat or anything like that. I just want you to have sort of a framework of having more gratitude in your life. And it was just wonderful that I got to record it today because it's reminding me that even though I've had some tough things that have happened today, I have so much more to be grateful for. Doesn't mean, actually, let's run through the four again. I'm going to choose to focus on one thing at a time. Maybe it's the most low risk. Maybe it's the most important. I, I don't know. We'll have to think that through and you choose, but it's the one that you, whatever it is that you want to do, let's focus on that. The second thing is to remind yourself that it's okay that during your gratitude, it doesn't mean that everything is perfect and you're still allowed to get upset at situations that you're then going to work on dealing with. Number three is to practice gratitude when things are good and that gets your brain trained to do it. And number four is to create an organizational system in your head so that you can look at gratitude for something versus the things that are negative that you're not grateful for. I hope that this helped you in some way. I'm so happy that you decided to spend a little bit of time with me. Please, 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 as always, subscribe, rate, download, wherever it is that you listen. Invite your friends to be a part of our community. If you're a woman and you're not part of our Facebook page, the link will be in the show notes. So please do that now. I hope that you will visit the show notes because I intend to put, I'll put some video of the cat climbing on my husband. I'll put the video, uh, I don't know, I'll just put, it'll be some fun cat things. And then if you're on social media or the show notes or wherever you want, uh, send me some pictures, give me some stories, tell me something that you are grateful for now, anything at all to help lift us up. So happy National Gratitude Month because tomorrow when this drops is the last day of it. So let's extend it into December, into the holiday season. And until we're together next time, consider yourself hugged.